Welcome back to an absolutely massive episode of Friends from Work. And not just a welcome back to all of you out there, a very special welcome back to my longtime friend, Robbie Earl. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's hosted by me, Kyle Sconowill, and my longtime friend, Robbie Earl. Wow. Wow. It's nice to be back. Yes. It is. And I am kind of floored by all of the very kind well wishes that I got over the last week uh, on Patreon and Slack and social media and all that. People are super kind. Uh, we've said this a ton. I feel like this week has illustrated for me even more that we have the best listeners in the world. And I feel like every podcast says that because they have to say that. But the interactions that we wind up having with folks, we just, y'all are good, uh, you're good people. So thank y'all. I am doing generally well, trending positive, have some doctor's appointments this week. And so we're going to see how all that goes. I'm still generally very tired, but that just means that I've had more time to plow through a lot of phase four. Uh, I told Kyle the other day, I feel like once a year, the universe hands me some reason why I have to just lay down and watch an insane amount of Marvel content. And, you know, uh, this year was a blood clot. So who who knows what 2024 holds. (laughs) We'll take it. Anything to get you watching more. (laughs) Exactly. Priorities. All right. Well, my major life update was just as big of a deal. I am going to start off today's episode with a take. Okay. And, And listen, I am fully aware that I'm about to step on some serious toes and some people are going to hate me and this might be unforgivable, but it's the most important thing that just needs to be said. So don't judge up here. Yep. Here we go. In and out burger is totally overrated. I said what I said. I know that all of our West Coast friends are rolling in their grave. (laughs) This is what happened this week. Uh, In-N-Out Burger announced that they are setting up their Eastern Seaboard headquarters here in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. And our manager, Pete, texted and was like, I'm a vegan. In-N-Out's the only thing I will cheat on my veganness for. Congratulations. I bet you're so happy. And I was like, no, it's so overrated, dude. It's well, like the fifth best mid-level fast food burger. And one of the one, <laughs> one of the things that people, longtime listeners know, um, more recent adopters may not. Kyle and I met uh, years ago, almost a decade ago. Actually, I think it was a decade ago now, which is wild. Uh, touring, we were playing music on the road, and so. That's one of the things that I learned about you really early on was your burger and burrito rankings. And so whenever I saw Pete send that text to the group, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. He has no idea what he's done. (laughs) I think I would go Shake Shack 1. This is the mid-level fast food-ish burger. Okay, this is not like a sit-down. Sure. Okay. Shake Shack 1, Five Guys 2. Smash Burger three, Culver's four, then In and Out five. Maybe I could switch three and four, but just the fries are fine. And by the way, there's a place in Texas. Is Pete Terry's a chain? Is it, it a chain or it? It is, but it's it's a like Austin area chain. Oh. Like it, it's not even up into into Dallas. So it's a 
that like no the, joke that would push my number one. Dude, that Pete would be Terry's right there. It's one thing. of the best fast food burgers I've ever had. It's uh so I I'm from Louisiana originally, and so it's it's sort of become like what Canes was to me as a Louisianan. Uh, I feel like Pete Terry's has has become for me as a as a Texan. Mm. In that it's like a I I feel very confident giving people a P. Terry's burger and knowing that it's going to stack up to, it'll, it it at least deserves a spot on the top five. Well, and I can vouch for that because you picked me up from the airport last week. I came by to say hi. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I said, I'm hungry. We need to get something. You didn't even ask me just mid conversation took me to P. Terry's (laughs) and it was a total win. It was a total win. That's true. All right, an absolutely massive episode. I'm going to be honest. I am so thankful to be here today for a lot of reasons. I'm thankful you're here, but also just kind of behind the curtain here. Since like what, December 20, we've been really off rhythm. It's been a full month of either we were off or we had pre-recorded an episode um, or we swapped episodes. And so this feels like, for me, I'm officially back also knowing that we're going to go see Ant-Man maybe next week Jeez. at minimum two weeks from now. Yeah. And so that kicks off a whole cycle, a spoiler-free preview. We already released our conversation with Al Ewing from the mm-hmm. comic side of things. And then I love doing our initial reactions episodes together. And that just kicks off a whole new era, which is going to be really fun. So that's really sneaking up on us. And then after that, finally putting a final bow on 2022 with our friendly award winners, which were voted on by our Academy, mm-hmm. our friends from work plusers. And so this is a whole fun deal. And I have some fun trivia things I wanted to catch us up on. So lots to get to here we go. I want to just say, first of all, shout out to Brian for donating. Let's go. Wow. Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. It means so much to us, seriously. I and he said, get well soon, Robbie. So wow. extra special. Thank you, wow. Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. All right. Trivia update, Robbie. This is going to be a fun one because I need to update my Avengers Endgame still because of the schedule. I don't think I've given that oh, answer yet, wow. which is wild. And then I have a WandaVision one to do as well. Okay. I almost have a Falcon Warrior Soldier one, but I'll wait till next week. So without further ado, let me jump right into trivia. Okay, quick update, Rob. Let me find my music. Oh my goodness, my music, my music. My music, Robbie, where'd my music go? <laughs> where'd it go? There it is, there it is. Oh, there okay. it is, okay, nice. We're back, we're back, we're back. Everyone take <clears> on. <throat> Quickly, remember I asked in Avengers Endgame, there's a scene when Thor goes back to Asgard and mm-hmm. he sees his mother and his mother's giving the maiden some instructions. What was she saying? A few people got this right, believe it or not. So here you go. She's actually telling the maidens to go to the library and pick out some astronomy books and bring Loki some soup. Wow. I never would have caught that without subtitles. Is that the soup that that we later see like smeared everywhere in the cell? You think Ooh, is that what is that what they're doing? That's an excellent question. Very specifically, it's, can you bring Loki some soup and ask the librarians to pull some volumes from the astronomy shelf? Wow. Pretty cool. 
Okay. Because but- because look, the thing is, it's it's beautiful the convergence, and not <laughs> not many folks can see the massive holes going through like all the dimensions. <laughs> so you got to get those astronomy books. You He's got to get, get those educated. <laughs> Otherwise, how would he catch it? How would he? There's Can't no way. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going to do a new category that we've never done from WandaVision, Robbie. Wow. You'll recognize this category from when we used to do trivia together. It's called Lost Lyrics. Oh, wow. Finish these lyrics. And I'm going to stop this music because I can't sing it the same, same time. Who's been messing with everything? <laughs> it's been Agatha all along. Boom, boom, Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. Bum, bum, dum, bum, ba, dum, bum, boom. Give me the chorus. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, wow. Okay. Doo, 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 doo. Never even That's a good one. That's a good one. Doo, 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 doo. Kyle's going doo, on doo, original. Doo, 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 doo. That's I remember it it, as soon as that episode aired, you were 100% sold on Agatha all along. So one of the fun things that this off time has uh, birthed, if you will, the seeds that have been planted, Mm -hmm. um, Robbie and I were wanting to get back to a little bit more of the original rewatch vibe that we had. And we thought, man, what a better time than right now with the fact that we are now finished with phase four. So the Mm -hmm. idea being now that we've gone through all of phase four, at least one or two times. I'm now going back, you know, through the whole MCU. Obviously, that's why we're doing trivia. But you have started a few things as well. And we thought it'd be really fun to do a single episode per project mm-hmm. in the original rewatch style. So look for those coming soon. And I say that to say, yes, Agatha All Along is an absolute banger. <laughs> when I was rewatching it, and this is what I mean. I got to save these thoughts for that episode. So mm. I'm not going to get fully into it, okay? I'm not starting a discussion here. But I just got to say on the rewatch, when that scene hits, I still think it's one of the boldest things they've ever done. Any phase ever. Like, yeah, the fact that they so on the nose just told us what was happening. Right. When everybody was wanting the answers and not only just told us, but wrote a cheesy like monster mash song. Mm hmm. And had Catherine Hahn go like way over the top yeah. is like, it's unbelievable. And the fact that that song charted on iTunes as like the number <laughs> one song, it's mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me. Um, we'll get into it when we watch all of WandaVision again and do that episode. But wow. It reminds me of uh, our conversation we had with uh, some of the She-Hulk writers and talking about kind of how they anticipate the conversations that will be going on week to week. And WandaVision, I thought, did a a really excellent job of that, at least as it pertained to the Agatha questions. Because I remember we had some social media post or something asking people the night before that episode premiered kind of what they thought Agatha's or Agnes's deal would be. And I feel like they, you're right, like the way that they, they addressed it head on, but also like, dismiss playfully a lot of the things that other people had really fixated on, mm-hmm. I thought was really, it, it, it's one of the things that makes WandaVision kind of stand out is their mm. ability to, to kind of step outside of the genre while also utilizing that genre 
maybe as effectively as any other Disney show has. No doubt. Okay. That was all I had planned before our awards. Just one last reminder. I'm really hoping everybody can start shifting gears and getting their minds right. Mm. Just getting them so locked in for what's about to happen because I am getting more and more and more pumped about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Secret Invasion shortly to follow after. It's going to be a really fun era. Before we turn the page to that, let's get into our best of 2022 friendly award, the winners episode after a quick word from these sponsors. All right, Robbie, last week I did this to announce our awards. (laughs) This week, I have upgraded. Are you ready for our award show? (laughs) Our award show music. Wow. Just wait. (laughs) Welcome to the best of 2022. That is wonderful. (laughs) I'm feeling, I'm getting, I'm moved. I'm, I'm moved. Is it working for you? Wow. I feel like you get like Al Michaels or someone to narrate over that and you'd just be golden. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, well chosen. Man, I, okay. A, a, a couple things briefly here before we, we continue. Uh, one, like Kyle said, all of these winners were voted on by our friends from work plus patrons. Mm-hmm. If, you are brand new here and don't know what that is, go to our website and you can find a way to join Friends from Work Plus. It's become a really fun part of what we do. Uh, It's also where a lot of our comics coverage takes place. I say that because we have just kind of started the ball rolling on this big read through that we're doing, um, our our road to secret wars. And so our first kind of pre-reading for that just dropped. And that is also only available for patrons. So there's a lot of kind of fun stuff happening. Kyle and I are also dreaming up Mm -hmm. some things on that front. Um, So a really fun time to go try that out. And if you do, you will be able to cast your own vote in the third Friendly Awards, (laughs) uh, which will be this time next year. Best of 2023 recorded in 2024. Season (laughs) five. Still phase five. <laughs> phase five, though, so we'll have that line. Yeah. 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 Although, you know, at least we're at least we're on. So the first friendlies <laughs> were 2021. Right. And the second covered 2022, which is what we're doing now. So we're at least That's on the. That's true. You know. Good point. We did something right. <laughs> okay. So I don't know these winners. That's the other part of this whole story. I truly don't. Yeah. Because Robbie gets the results. I don't. So I'm going to read some of these categories with you to help you out. But I don't know the winners. So I'm excited for that. And I have a notebook yeah. right here where I'm going to start my tallies of the winners so I can give oh, overall nice. show award winners too. So so I have I've also just for fun kind of kept – I've only looked at a few of the winners just to make sure that kind of everything came in right. Oh. So after we get past the first couple categories, I am also going to be – uh, surprised here, but I will say even just the first couple, 
we said this uh, whenever we were announcing the nominees, and we'll see how much this this proves true throughout the entire uh, awards that we have here. But like even the first couple, I don't know that I would have guessed to the the winners here, and mm. that's just such a fun difference from last year. Uh, so I I think this is gonna be I think it's gonna be fun. By the way, this is your playoff music if either of us are talking too long. <laughs> oh, good, good. So okay. This means like wrap it up. This is the, <laughs> the wrap it up music. So that means that if one of us is talking, we're we're sort of accepting the award on behalf of. <laughs> Correct. I just want to say thank you to my friends and family out there. <laughs> um, okay. Up first, here we go. We have, what did you say, 22 categories? Is that right? Yes. So we got to yep. keep this moving here. Don't make me play that music. All right, best addition to the MCU, Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, America Chavez, Kamala Khan, Jennifer Walters, Jack Russell, Elsa Bloodstone, Riri Williams, or Namor. Namor. Okay. And the winner is... Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant slash Moon Knight. Wow. Moon Knight with the first dub. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of cleaned up. Got 50% of the vote. So I don't even know that it's worth going through our our other contenders there. I Uh, saw a lot of people say that they were surprised how often they voted Moon Knight. I voted one time, and I was surprised how often I ended up voting Moon Knight. Wow. When it came to certain categories. There you go. I will say I'm currently re-watching Moon Knight, and I'm having a great time. So I, mm. I feel good about some wins there. You're ahead of uh, me then. Okay. Next up, we have the best team-up. Let's go. Of 2022. So our nominees here are Steven and Layla from Moon Knight, Strange and America from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Kamala and Red Dagger from Miss Marvel, Thor and Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, Jack and Ted, Werewolf by Night, She-Hulk and Daredevil from She-Hulk, Black Panther and Ironheart, Drax and Mantis from the Holiday Special, and last but certainly not least, Wong and Madison from She-Hulk. And the winner is... She-Hulk and Daredevil. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But, but. <laughs> Delayed clapping. The production value I, is just off the charts right now. I can't even tell the, you. Uh, <laughs> the reason I was, del- I was delayed there is I was looking at our percentages. Second place was, in fact, Wong and Madison. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, so uh, She-Hulk either way. Yeah, yep. Uh, but, again, uh Jen and, and Matt got about 50% of the vote here. So another another cleanup. All right. Category number three, best jaw drop. This was a new category this year and one that we really liked. Yeah. Wanda's Apple Orchard from Multiverse of Madness. The M word, meaning mutant, from mm-hmm. the Miss Marvel finale. Losing the plot, the She-Hulk finale, when she jumps out of the screen. Hippo in a hospital which is kind of when he gets shot, goes to the psych ward, and then everything that takes place there. That's mm-hmm. from Moon Knight. And Prince T'Challa towards the end of Wakanda Forever. Okay, so 
This is going to be our first tie to what? of the night. This is tie? a tie. We have a tie. We have two answers that got exactly 27% of the vote. What? How do we? I think, I think they just both get awards. Okay. Get a, listen, call the guys in the back. Have them make some more <laughs> awards real quick. Uh, and so here are our two winners for best jaw drop moment. And this is fitting for the night so far. Uh, losing the plot, the She-Hulk finale, and Hippo in a Hospital from Moon Knight Episode 4. Wow. So, so far, it is a, uh, it is a She-Hulk and Moon Knight fest over here. Do you want me to give each a half point or each a full point? You can oh, decide gosh. right now. Um, this is a very scientific way to do it. You know, I think so. each should get a full point. Okay. Two and two. Wow. All right. Next up, we have best action sequence. Another new inclusion this year, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. We have two identities, one beatdown from Moon Knight. That is the scene where you kind of have Mark and Steven's uh, Moon Knight variation swapping back and forth. Uh, mm -hmm. The cart chase through Karachi. Lethal Symphonies from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The Shadow mm -hmm. Realm fight from Thor Love and Thunder. That's not how that math works out uh, from She-Hulk, uh, which is the She-Hulk Daredevil kind of takedown uh, of all the goons. And then Namor v. Shuri, which is that beach battle um, at the end of Wakanda Forever. I'm going to go ahead and say that the car chase through Karachi is not going to win as an example, but it's actually a really great fight scene. Yeah, yeah. It's well thought out, and I remember it being really well choreographed. Mm -hmm. So I like all of these options. I'm just going to say that before I know the winner. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's, it's a good set. But we did have another clear winner here. Okay. And that is the Shadow Thor Realm yeah, from Thor Love and Thunder. Man. And you know, as like a burgeoning Thor Love and Thunder apologist over here, that does my heart <laughs> yeah. good. I can feel that it. Right? I can slowly happening. Yep, <laughs> yep, I can feel happening. it rising up. <laughs> I've noticed that too because you liked it. Then we didn't talk about it for like four months. And then every once in a while you start bringing it up. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I think something's happening to Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> He's starting to become the apologist. Something inside. Uh, okay. Next category. First movie to win. I love that. True. True. Uh, next right, category turn. is a very fun one. Yeah. You want to read the, mm -hmm. the nominees for us? Best villain. Here we go. Arthur Harrow. The Scarlet Witch. Gore the God Butcher. Versasa Bloodstone, Intelligentsia, or Namor? Wow, that was nice. Wow. I feel like that's super, super it. close one here. Uh, okay, bye. W what would you vote for here? Oh, man. Do you know? In this one in particular, <sighs> I voted Harrow. Yeah. That's hard. So I didn't vote uh, this this round because I wanted to just okay. kind of step back from it. I, but I th what would you? I think I would have gone for, I think I would have gone for Namor, um, just because of of how there there were things about that character that we kind of talked about in our reviews where I, that I think made it unique. 
um, and the way they've kind of set him up moving forward. But it would have been close between him and and Harrow. Uh, although, again, Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher was also a lot of fun. So Okay. But the winner is, to your point, Arthur Harrow from Moon Knight by one percentage point. Wow. Over Namor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was uh it was Harrow, Namor, and then uh Gore the God Butcher. Oh, actually, Moon no, Knight. sorry, 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 sorry. It was Harrow, Namor, the Scarlet Witch, and ah. then Gore the God Butcher. So actually okay. uh yeah, Wanda beat beat Gore by uh 16%. Surprisingly. Oh, that's a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Moon Knight with the early lead here. Seriously. Yeah. Huh. I love it. Disney Plus showing up today, apparently. Uh, okay, best romance. Mm-hmm. So our nominees here, Steven and Layla, Moon Knight again, Mark and Layla, Strange and Christine from Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, Thor and Jane from Thor Love and Thunder, and Jen and Matt from She-Hulk. So I'm thinking that by you putting two Moon Knight options here, you split some of the vote. So that that one's out. I don't think either of those are winning. I don't think Strange and Christine, because it's not the most central part of that show mm -hmm. or that movie. So it's either Thor and Jane or Jennifer and Matt. Is She-Hulk going to again take the crown? Here we go. All right. The winner is... Jen and Matt from She-Hulk. By, again, by a ton. Second place was Thor and Jane from Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, Kyle. To be fair, for a romance, I think that's the answer. Like, the whole point yeah. of Thor and Jane is they're still trying to put pieces back together. Like, right. they're not even romantically involved when that movie starts. Right. That's probably what's going on there. That's fair. Same with, same with Strange and Christine. I mean, she's getting married to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I am a little surprised that there wasn't more of a Thorn Thor. I mean, I, I, it was a it was a close second though, so I, I say that everything else, even even if you combine the two Moon Knights together, it's kind of a distant, uh, it's a distant third. So, mm. next category is best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. May Calame as Layla. Sochil Gomez as America Chavez, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda, and Ginger Gonzaga as Nikki Ramos. All right. This should probably powerhouse surprise category. no one. I mean, it is a powerhouse category, but there was one performance that was a powerhouse within it, and that is our winner. Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda in Wakanda Forever. It should be noted that as of the recording of this episode, she is also a Golden Globe winner for the exact same category. Wow. Which is the first MCU acting award to win an award. Oh, really? Let me rephrase that. <laughs> that was horrible. It's the first MCU <laughs> actor to win an acting award mm. in the MCU. 
Okay. And and let me, let me rephrase it one more time. To win a Golden Globe in the MCU, and they have not won any Oscars either. Right. Okay. No, no, no. That's fair. But does this potentially open the door for her to win that same category at the Oscars, which would be a really big deal for the MCU to yeah. win an acting yeah. award? I mean, and hopefully, hopefully, start to turn the eyes of the Academy towards the MCU a little more favorably to mm-hmm. where they win or at least are nominated for these awards more in the future. That's my soapbox. Yep. I mean, and of all the performances to do that, I think this is the one. Yeah. I feel like the MCU is well represented here. Yep. This is the right one. So as I'm looking at my pie charts here, scrolling through that obvious, I mean, she got about 75% of our vote here. So a pretty big Mm -hmm. win. The best supporting actor category, which is next, looks almost as evenly split as it could be. Uh, we do have a winner, but only by one percentage point. So just it's crazy how different those shook out. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one here. This is, again, as you just look back through, uh, we've got a lot of great choices. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. Like I think I said on our on our last episode, he's having quite a year with uh, White Lotus as well. Benedict Wong as Wong, Matt Lentz as Bruno in Miss Marvel, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky slash Abomination, and Tinak Huerta as Namor. I think I'm voting Wong or Namor here only because I voted Ethan Hawke for best villain. I don't Mm -hmm. want to repeat that. If I give it the villain award, I don't want to also give it best supporting actor for me. Personally, yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the crazy thing. Uh, our winner by one percent. Holy smokes! Is is Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow? Only pulling ahead by that one percent, pulling ahead of Tinak Huerta as Namor. So it's the exact same breakdown as we got for best villain. Holy smokes. Uh, so those are definitely the contenders there. I, yeah, I wish that, uh, I wish that Namor had pulled ahead in one category or the other, but there's still time. I, just the way Ethan Hawke also did the therapist thing was just so unique. Yeah. Like that you had this whole story. He was already killing. Could have won best villain, best supporting actor in that role, but then to get those two episodes where he's also the doctor, That's so true, is That's just so true. And he played it so differently, you know, yeah. so calm. Oh, yeah, man, I'm excited so to get. Good. So I'm only like two episodes into my rewatch, and that just made me excited to get back to the latter half of that show. You know, as I'm thinking about it, I, I said that I would vote Namor as best villain. I actually think that I probably would have voted for Namor as best addition to the MCU. Just mm. in that I really I think that I like that almost more than him as a villain as mm. I'm thinking about it. Like I just I really like the way that we saw that origin portrayed and how like I was saying, like how much of a runway they're kind of giving him moving forward. Uh but either way, he's he's had a good showing here, just no actual awards so far. Okay. All right, quick scoring update. Moon Knight four, She Hulk three. Thor, Love and Thunder 1, and Black Panther 1. Wow. Wait, so She-Hulk's winning right now? 
Nope, three. Moon Knight, four. Oh, Moon Knight, four. Okay, okay. All right. Well, let's see. Now things are about to get interesting uh, with a couple of kind of, again, new categories here. Um, First up, we have best surprise appearance. That's right, Robbie. Best surprise appearance. Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, John Krasinski as Reed Richards, Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, Charlize Theron as Clea, 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 Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Melissa McCarthy as actor Hella, Brett Goldstein as Hercules, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, JLD as Val, and Megan the Stallion. And like I said, when I voted this, I did not vote anyone who is only post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, which I think is fair. But I, I'm, I have no idea what this one is, so I'm pumped. Okay, our winner here is John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Multiverse of Madness off the top rope. Gets there you one go. Here. There you go. And again, by a healthy margin, second place there was Michael B. Jordan. And after that, it was Patrick Stewart, also in Multiverse of Madness. Did I influence people in the nominees episode, potentially. Maybe, maybe. Also, I think it is an interesting category because again, it's who did the best in their surprising role or who just the fact that they were on the screen was the most surprising. And in that way, I I don't know that you have, like, I mean, obviously we put them in the category so we weren't taking a firm stance against it. I don't know that you have to delineate between post-credits and not post-credits because... I, no, I just did. Right, it's right. But rule. I think that th- at some point that starts to look like, you know, like Megan the Stallion, the the most memorable scene is from the post credits, but she also shows up in the courtroom briefly, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if, I guess like Brett Goldstein is a, is the the biggest example of that, but I don't know that his appearance felt all that different from some of the ones that we got in in Multiverse of Madness in terms of just kind of randomly showing up on screen in a very here's this person kind of way. As a quick side note, I just finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier the other day, Mm -hmm. and I had forgotten how surprising Julia Louis-Dreyfus is on that show. Like the very first time, we had no indication at that point. And when she walked up in the heels or whatever, and hands up, I remember being like, holy crap, that's A, a big deal, B, the fact that I'm a Seinfeld fan was a little bit like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And then C, like, she does an excellent job, especially in that first scene. That yeah. first introduction is like, wow, that's, you're wanting to know immediately more about her. And then she gives the card that has no name on it and right. all her number. It's a it's a fantastic I got, entrance. I got to do my own playoff music. Sorry, I'm talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm going to pour some more kombucha <laughs> over here. The- <laughs> hey, is this a sponsored ad for mango something? I yeah, yeah, for the Central Market Mango Jalapeno Kombucha. <laughs> if you're listening out So this there. is our intermission music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best extended cameo, correct? Next? Yes, yes. So another new category, and I was glad we were able to do both of these because it, it does get – it, it gets tricky when you start trying to figure out what counts as a cameo versus a quick appearance versus a supporting role. Right. 
so this was intended to capture folks that are not necessarily main cast members, but do contribute significantly to the story. So we have Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner and She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Benedict Wong, again, as Wong. Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky. Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Russell Crowe as Zeus in Thor, Love, and Thunder. Chris Pratt as Peter Quill in Thor, Love, and Thunder. And Kevin Bacon as Kevin Bacon in the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. And our winner of this category, Best Extended Cameo, is Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock in She-Hulk. Do you know what the second place was? I think Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. I would have thought that also, and that is not correct. It is uh, Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin Bacon. Oh, see, that would have been fun to have a little special presentation win there. Moon Knight 4, She-Hulk 4. I think we conditioned our audience. (laughs) I like it. I don't think if we did this on Twitter, these would be the results necessarily. (laughs) Everything would just be on fire. (laughs) It's that meme of the dog drinking tea. This (laughs) is fine. This is fine. Okay. Oh, you know this is going to be fun. Our next category is best score. And, you know, continuing kind of, I feel like what we we were saying last year, phase four has been really excellent Mm -hmm. on on the music front. Um, I think maybe the, I don't know, maybe the strongest? phase so far i'd have to kind of think back through but i i just feel like we've had some really great uh some really great composers enter the mix here so okay i'm putting my phone down for a second because i have a confession to make it's time to get real honest just for a split second time to be real i need to apologize to michael giacchino i'm sorry wow i'm sorry this is hard for me to do i said that the music in Thor Love and Thunder wasn't very memorable. I didn't remember a lot of it, blah, blah, blah. Wow. I now listen to Mama's Got a Brand New Hammer, maybe the most of any song on our playlist. Thank you. I go to you. that song it's and listen so to it. It's so good. That being Jane's theme. Yeah. Okay. I have never wavered, though, in saying that he is unbelievable at the emotional moments that solo cello uh-huh, uh-huh. makes me so emotional every time. Like my wife and I have a hard time listening to it, yep. but I love when he works that into the bum, 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 bum. Dude, it's a good bum, theme. Bum, it's a good theme. Bum, 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 like, and then here's, here's, here's the craziest thing. I need to take it back. The guy shreds on guitar, and it's impressive. Yes, that's Whoever was, that is on that solo is impressive. Do you remember what I sent you? I sent I you know. that song early on. That's why I'm apologizing, I said. I appreciate okay? it. I appreciate it. I need Thank some you. Grace. Thank you. I'll call Mikey G after this and let him know. So I really kind of laid into him on that episode, and I apologize because I, I, I said, like, you know, maybe he's getting – worn out from doing all these films and maybe he can't be as creative because it's his 20th movie of the year and stuff. And I was going through this list and I'm like, I think I voted for him for werewolf by night. And that's yeah. my most listened to song right now. So after all the bashing, yeah, 
He's got my top two categories. Right Man, now, and so. I've got to anyway. I've got to say, it, it's crazy. Some of the movies that came out towards the beginning of last year because it feels like forever ago. But You're the, Batman say the Batman was March. Dum. And man, I think that like that, that's at least in my top three Giacchino scores. He's, he did some good stuff. I kind of have to apologize on that one too, because I wasn't super stoked about anything non boom, 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 boom. But dude, there's a beautiful theme that comes out of that when he's like leading the people through the water. Yes. It's the same. um, It's in the funeral scene as well. And then, yeah. I like to be right. And I was wrong. So wow. it takes a big man to admit it's true. When he's wrong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, here we go. Best score Moon Knight by Hasham Nazi, friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness by Danny Elfman, almost friend of the pod, but he canceled on us. So you tell me. Miss Marvel by Laura Cartman. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder by Michael Giacchino. Sorry. She Hulk by Amy Doherty. I think you say that. Werewolf by Night by Michael Giacchino again. Two entries here. Feels a little sketch. Uh, Black <laughs> Panther, Wakanda Forever by Ludwig, our friend, Gorenson. And, well, not friend of the pod, but he's a friend. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special by John Murphy. Okay, so I should I should clarify, and I can't remember if this is how we did it last year or not, but I do think this is the better route. We are we were voting on best score, so not best composer. Because I think yeah. that... It gets hard. Like last year, I think we had a little bit of confusion around Christoph Beck doing Hawkeye and WandaVision. And this year, I didn't want to confuse anyone with Chikino. Um, okay. However, turns out to be a non-issue because um, Chikino was not in our top contenders here. Oh. And? Our winner was Black Panther Wakanda Forever by, Louis, by Ludwig Gorenson. Wow. Wow. Which, I mean, very fair. Very fair. What I think is almost more interesting to me, uh, and I only say more interesting because that score got so much press right out the gate after that that film released that I think was totally well-deserved. You and I talked about it a ton in our initial reaction, so I don't mean to Mm -hmm. dismiss that. I just mean that that I'm not particularly surprised because it's an incredible score. What I am kind of surprised by is our second place... Just a couple percentage points below that was friend of the pod Hisham Nazi's Moon Knight Let's score. Go. That's because that theme is so unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. It's he was also like one of the nicest guys to talk to. As good as my Wakanda Forever singing was two years ago was as bad as that was for that theme. <laughs> so like the inverse of that. I couldn't find the key. Find a key, find a key. <laughs> all right, all right. Best postcard scene. All right. First up, meet Jake from Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Pizza Papa from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Hey, he always gets paid. Always gets paid. Mixed up Marvels from Miss Marvel, referring to the surprise appearance from Brie Larson. Herks Strong here. Contender. Herks there uh, from Thor: Love and Thunder, which we referenced earlier with Brett Goldstein. Captain America bleeps from She-Hulk. <laughs> what is your name uh, from Black Panther Wakanda Forever? The scene that made almost everybody cry uh, where T'Challa, Prince T'Challa shows up and uh, mm-hmm. I Am Not Christmas, which is the end credit scene from the Guardians holiday special. Oh, I want to know this winner. Hit me. 
Our winner here is... What is your name from Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Wow, the crowd's murmuring. But again, Kyle, this almost exactly mirrors our last category for best score, where it only beats uh, the Moon Knight post credit scene by three percentage points. So it was pretty close. Mm, mixed up Marvels is a good one, too. I yeah. might have even voted that one. I can't remember. Yeah, this one was a, a pretty even even split, uh, which is nice. All right, so we'll be back with all of the biggest categories <laughs> still yet to come after a quick word from these sponsors. All right, here we go. Best episode of a series. You have six options, two per series. Moon Knight episode four, Moon Knight episode five, Miss Marvel episode one, Miss Marvel episode six, or She-Hulk episode eight, or She-Hulk episode nine. Or did we pair those together? Did you pair them together or are they separate? They're all separate. Okay, they're separate. Yep. Which we did because we had the room to and... I think it's kind of more interesting because I, I think when you just have the one episode, people inevitably think this was my favorite show. So I'm kind of voting for this at least subconsciously. But mm -hmm. I like actually kind of separating out even within each each series. Me too. Um, and we had some that like, I mean, looking at this, some splits within series. So. Okay. All right. Our winner of best episode of a series is... Moon Knight episode five. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No, guys, the best episode's four. The oh. twist is what does it. The follow-up is not as strong as the twist. Yeah, it's hard to say. I disagree it's with hard our to say. academy. It's hard to say. Here's the thing though, Kyle. I send it back. It's it's send like, the war back. To me, <laughs> it's it's like the the it's like comparing WandaVision episode seven to WandaVision episode eight. We're like, no, it's like eight to nine almost. No, no, because WandaVision episode <laughs> seven has the twist with Agatha and you kind of get the setup for eight. But then eight is the actual kind of emotional work. And that's what Moon Knight was. Episode five yeah. gives you the actual, like you find out who Steven is. You go back you know through what? Mark's life. <laughs> Wrap it up, please. It was close though. It was close. Second place was episode four from Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, so... Everybody wants it. Everybody This wants. is the most fun I have all year because I get to do all this stuff. <laughs> all right. This is a uh, this is a big one here. Best lead actor mm -hmm. in 2022. Here are our contenders. Oscar Isaac, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chris Hemsworth, Gail Garcia Bernal, and Dave Batista. This is Oscar Isaac's award to lose. It says. And the award goes to Oscar Isaac with 94% of the vote. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Two things here. That's not surprising because he is amazing in that show. 
a huge portion of that show is just relying on his acting ability. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and this is going to sound incredibly rude and I don't mean it to be, but I'm not sure that the other nominees in this category are as strong as they have been in some years. And they're not as strong, especially compared to the best actress category. That's what I think. That's the, that's the point. Yeah. Like I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. No, I, I thought that when, when we were putting together the ballots for supporting and lead actors and actresses, uh, the, the women performers just killed it in mm-hmm. 2022. Yep. Like, I, it, that's the, I mean, throughout the whole ballot, you see that show up in plenty of ways. But that's but yeah, the moral I, I totally of my agree. story. I was not trying to slight the other actors. That was just, we get it. I should have said that. You better. hate Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch. I hate him. I hate him. Hate him. Uh, okay. <laughs> that being said, best lead actress. Yes. Now this category I can get down with Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. Iman Vellani, Natalie Portman, Tatiana Maslany, Laura Donnelly, Latita Wright. And I'm sorry about this. Palm Clementiev. I think Palm. I think that's Is right. That great. Palm. Hopefully future friend of the pod. Come yes. Guardians of the Galaxy time. Um, holy cow. That is stacked. I mean, you know how I feel about Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. I think Iman has a legit chance at winning this one. Natalie Portman really showed up, redeemed her character. You you heard us talk about Tatiana's performance in She-Hulk for like nine mm-hmm. hours worth. Mm-hmm. Latita Wright, are you kidding me? Our follow-up reflection episode, which we just did like a month ago, was all about her. Yeah. This is a strong category. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is like... Any one of these, yeah, I mean, Letitia Wright is, that's a whole, yeah, yeah. you're right. We'll have a whole, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a whole nother reflection on the reflection uh, later yeah. on, but. Hey, part of the rewatch journey, maybe. There you go, true. Part of the journey is the end. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey, don't give me help. But, <laughs> but we do have a winner here and, and, uh. A winner that got a, a decent chunk of the vote. Can you you want to you want a last guess before I announce? Tatiana. It is not Tatiana Maslany. <gasps> Our winner is in fact one Lizzie Olson as the Scarlet Witch. All right, listen. Come on. You know how I feel. You know how I feel about Elizabeth Olsen. This entire pod knows how I feel about Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. I think she's one of the best actresses in the entire world, especially in the MCU. Mm-hmm. She's the only other person, her probably an RDJ, that should have been nominated for acting awards, I thought. But for WandaVision, not mm. for Multiverse of Madness. I'm not sure she wins this category. To wow. Me. Wow. And, and, I, I, dude, I think she's amazing. I'm just saying, like, there's some really strong contenders here. If this was WandaVision, yes. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I I probably would have given this one to, to Letitia, um, although she got third place behind second place, which was Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Um, now, I, you know, I will say, I think that, that's a complicated question when it comes to Wanda's character in Multiverse Madness because she was often 
given a, a very like a, a campy role to play, but not always. And and I think that like we we remember some of those scenes, the like snapping the next scene, but you forget about the scene where it's like like the Wanda from the Illuminati dimension, like reaching out and and like comforting our Wanda who has mm-hmm. been like lost to grief and anger. And I feel like, I mean, there are some, there are some moments where That's I feel true. like she had to do some real work. And so I, I, I definitely don't feel uncomfortable with that, with no. that choice. No, me either. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a, Absolutely. They, they have to bring her back. That's the one time where I'm like, <laughs> they can't have killed her just, just because they need that kind of right. gravitas, I think for the next phase. And honestly, I don't think they can kill her in phase five. I think they need her around for the finale of secret wars and stuff personally. Yeah. It's just going to be hard to, f- well, that's another conversation once, yeah. once we get into it. But yeah, I, I, um, I just think it's wild that you can have Natalie Portman, who is one of, one of the, larger movie stars uh that has ever been in the mcu that is barely even like registering on a on a poll like this and i don't mean that to belittle natalie portman or or thor love and thunder at all i just think it's like to your earlier point we had just an insane group of of actresses uh grace the mcu in 2022 i would like miss marvel to win an award i'm i'm losing hope that it could happen but mm. we'll see. Okay. Well, yeah, let's see. Next up, best writer slash writing team. Here are our nominees. Peter Cameron and Sabir Pirsada, Moon Knight episodes three, four, and six. Michael Waldron, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Will Dunn, AC Bradley, Friend of the Pod, and Matthew Chauncey, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. episode six. Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson for Thor Love and Thunder. Zeb Wells, another friend of the pod. She-Hulk Episode 7. Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron, Werewolf by Night. Ryan Coogler for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And James Gunn for the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I don't think I would give this one to She-Hulk this time. Oh, no? Or, Or Moon Knight. I don't know. This is hard, dude. This is hard. Werewolf by Night is really well written. The Guardian special is really well written for what it is. Yeah. I'm, I mean... The Miss Marvel finale is well written. <sighs> All right, tell me. Okay. Our winner here is... Ryan Coogler and <gasps> Joe Robert Cole, who, who, who I think we left off the ballot. Um for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever screenplay. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh that I I love that movie. I don't think that's what I chose though. I wow. think that it, and again it it won by a decent so the, the first and second were fairly close and then there's a big drop off. Second place uh again is the Moon Knight writing team. Dude Moon right, Knight so- uh as has won or almost won so many of these. I'm chuckling because I could be incorrect on my scoring because I might have missed one. But I currently have Moon Knight with six awards, mm-hmm. Black Panther and She Hulk both with four, mm. Multiverse of Madness with two, Thor Love and Thunder with one, all others with zero. 
which brings us to the best director Ooh. of 2022, Mohamed Diab from Moon Knight, Sam Raimi from The Multiverse of Madness, Adil and Bilal from Miss Marvel, Taika Waititi, Thor Love and Thunder, Kat Koiro, She-Hulk, Michael Giacchino from Werewolf by Night, Ryan Coogler, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and James Gunn from the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Man, okay, this is an interesting one. Again, I don't remember what I chose. That's how hard this was. Our, our winner here is Ryan Coogler. Black Again. Panther, Wakanda Forever. But the more interesting thing here to me is our second place winner, which is Michael Giacchino for Werewolf I, by Night. That's because your boy voted for him, I think. I, uh, I, I did. So I recently rewatched Werewolf by Night in our in our watch order i'm not sold on where it goes in the watch order but that's a separate conversation for later kind of having seen okay. it but i am sold on that being just an excellent project it's it's so so well done and all of these directors left their stamp so i'm not implying they did it but i'm with you when i rewatch it it just feels like it has such a vibe mm -hmm. and especially given this is his first entry Right. I don't know. I think that's why I voted for him. It just, it's well-written. It flows well. And I just think it has like his touch on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I am, it's a, unique. I'm a little bit, well, so, so third place, which makes sense to me is Sam Raimi. It's funny just having gotten some separation now from the multiverse of madness release. I'm back to a spot where when you say Sam Raimi, I have like a Pavlovian reaction to like now I'm I'm like 10 years old again in the theater watching uh, Spider-Man 1. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow, that's exciting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's our third place. Uh, fourth place was Muhammad Diab. What's interesting to me here is Taika Waititi uh, just got nothing here for Best Director for Thor Love and Thunder, which I, I think is, I, I want us to talk about this, my own kind of yes. like burgeoning Thor Love and Thunder uh, <laughs> yep, defense apologize. aside. Uh, at some point, I, I kind of want to sit back and, and talk Taika, uh, not on this episode, because that's been such an interesting year for the way he's perceived as a creator. I think we're starting to get to the point where we've crossed the line as a fandom and we're overcompensating now. Yeah, yep. Like, it's now becoming like the thing to be like, oh, that movie was a train wreck and he has no idea what he's doing and he should never be brought back. Right. And it's like we're forgetting, first of all, that he made Ragnarok, which is one of the best films of that year mm -hmm. and one of the best films in the MCU. And secondly, I'm with you. That movie is not perfect at all. But the way people talk about it, wow, hold on, yeah. roll it back a little bit here. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it, there's something, there's, there, it feels like there are more layers to that and, uh, I also just ripped a hole in this shirt. My Epic Hero Shop shirt that wow. I love. It's my favorite Miss Marvel shirt to wear. I wear it all the time on this podcast. I just ripped a hole in it. No. You know where you can get another one, though? <laughs> That's true. EpicHeroShop.com. Promo code. Promo code. Work. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's finish this bad boy off here. Yes. Okay. Just a couple, and these are the big ones. The These are the biggies. The absolute Biggies. Best special presentation? Yeah. So this, okay. we only had two choices, uh, which it. is which is interesting. Um, One of them has to win. Because, I mean. And I had a hard time voting again. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you look at this, we have Werewolf by Night, which we just praised, as mm -hmm. Michael Giacchino's 
really his directorial debut. We actually, we covered a short that he had directed uh, over on Friends from Work Plus, but certainly, you know, his, his big kind of wide release debut. And then on the other hand, you have James Gunn, who is, you know, really a, an MCU staple mm-hmm. and one of the more kind of revered and well-loved directors in the genre. And so, I mean, it's kind of a great, it's a great standoff. And our winner here for best special presentation of 2022 is Werewolf by Night by Michael Giacchino. James Gunn is going to go winless in the 2022 Friendly Awards. Wow. Wow. But, but I would very much guess that that will not be the case in the 2023 friendlies correct based on how I'm already feeling about volume three. Uh, I feel good about that choice. I think, I think in terms of the, I, I I find myself thinking a lot more about werewolf by night than I do the guardian special. Obviously, right. The disclaimer is by nature of the genre, that's going to happen a little bit. Like, I think they both did what they were trying to accomplish very, very well. Mm-hmm. But I think I did vote for Werewolf by Night. Which brings us to, here we go. I'm going to do this now. The best series of 2022. I just said 2020. 2020. <laughs> 20, 20, best series of 2020, 2022. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, That's hard to say. I'm excited yeah. to say 2023. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. Too many twos. Is it Moon Knight? Is it Miss Marvel or is it She-Hulk? Only Robbie can tell us the true answer. Oh, man. Do you have a guess? I, I don't know if Moon Knight's going to win or She-Hulk's going to win between our audience. I mean, it's crazy. The winner is best series of 2022, Moon Knight. Wow. Yep. Dude, can we just quick pause for one second as we're wrapping up and just say, this is kind of crazy. I feel like there hasn't been that much talk about Moon Knight. Dude. Like collectively in our Slack, online, amongst MCU fans, ever since it aired. Like I remember feeling like you and I were like, guys, this is amazing. Yeah. I remember thinking that and then feeling like, sometimes it was crickets. Like remember how fast multiverse of madness came out after I think episode five or six, Mm -hmm. it was like two days after. And I feel like the whole conversation was, wow, we're all forgetting about moon Knight. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And now here we are. And moon Knight's got the lead in the friendly awards. Yeah. It's uh, and nothing can catch it anymore. It's crazy because that's, that's one of those things where I, (laughs) I recently just deleted my own, like the the Twitter app on my phone, which does not mean you will never see me on Twitter again, but I just, it's something that I realized was not helpful to me at this particular moment. And in part, because you get into these little, like, not even echo chambers. That's an overused term. It's like these little like troll caves where people just like sit in there and, and yell angry things at each other. And so if you live in there, like especially in like the places the MCU Twitter algorithm will take you, you think everyone hates Moon Knight as much as anything that's 
that's ever been put out because it's such an atrocious adaptation and they didn't respect the source material. And it's, it, it, there are people have thousands of reasons seemingly why that was not what it should have been. And I've been rewatching it thinking like, man, not only does this hold up, I think it's even better than I remember it. Like Oscar Isaac kills it. Ethan Hawke kills it. The story is interesting. It's different. There's this mystery element. There's the episode four crazy cliffhanger twist. Like, and so I'm, re- yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to see that show back up here. Even if I personally probably would have, would have voted uh, She-Hulk just because mm. I, I, I think I've said before, I think, I think that gets the the narrow edge for me of the last year. But yeah, man, Moon Knight was a fantastic show. So I'm glad that it's getting a little bit of redemption, at least from the Friends from Work Academy. And then our last category before the anticipated films, I get it. But our big mega friendly award winner of the best film (sighs) is next. Okay. Our nominees, obviously, are Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever. And our winner is is Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever. Wow. Wow. Congratulations, Ryan Coogler and team. Mm Mm-hmm. Your sixth Friendly award victory is a biggie. So is is Moon Knight still ahead of Black Panther or are they tied? Seven awards for Moon Knight, six for Black Panther, four for She-Hulk, two for Multiverse of Madness, one for Thor Love and Thunder, zero for Miss Marvel, zero for Guardians of the Galaxy, and one for Werewolf by Night. Wow. Wow. Unless I did the math wrong, which is totally possible. Man, RIP Miss Marvel. You know, if they just had not brought us to that other dimension with the clandestines, this thing would be cleaning up right now, I feel like. But I know I almost I like although, you know, that's part of what I was trying to do with us having a a chance to just highlight Miss Marvel episode one. Um, And still the the people have spoken. They love some Moon Knight. So they do. Okay, last two categories here. Yeah. Um, Totally different. Not even really awards, but I am excited to see what the answer is. Yeah, these are are forward-looking, but, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of fun as we're transitioning into the next year. These are the most anticipated film and most anticipated series of 2023 awards. More polls, if you will. But hey, like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Here's here's what's going to be really interesting about having done this, though. We're going to have this for posterity, and then we're going to come back a year from now and we're going to then have best series and best film. And it's going to be really interesting to see how those match up. Like if the most anticipated True. were in fact people's favorites or or not. Because I think sometimes that's that's not how it always plays out. It's not how it plays out. For me, it was Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. And then I think it almost flipped. I would say that Black Panther was the best film and then probably Thor, and then Multiverse of Madness for me personally. Mm-hmm. So it actually went inverse of what I would have said ahead of time. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I probably had a similar a similar situation. Uh, okay. Again, like last year, we have three movies. 
Those are Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania coming out here very soon. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out in the summer, early summer. And then mm-hmm. the Marvels coming out in late summer. The what winner, are our listeners most excited to see? Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Well, that's coming up soon. I it think is. I think that's a Kang award, my mm. understanding. Yeah, I think that's fair. Man, the Kang hype is real right now. And then the most anticipated series of 2023 is either Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, or Ironheart. And it is Secret Invasion. Yeah. Which would be my pick. Um, yeah, same. I, I'm really... T- I, I think... I think my pick might be Guardians for the film just because Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really getting uh I'm I'm getting invested in in the the story that Gunn's wrapping up, but it's real close. And you and I t- we were talking about this a couple of days ago with someone. The the Marvels I don't I also don't want to treat that as like a no. the the clear third place because I like the stuff I've seen from Nia Costa, the the characters and, and performers that are in play, uh, the fact that we've got Monica Rambeau and like having just watched WandaVision, even just like seeing Monica Rambeau makes me really excited and seeing Miss mm-hmm. Marvel and Captain Marvel. Like, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be mm-hmm. a good, a, a fun year for, for movies. I think in closing for me, I think I know guardians of the galaxy three is going to be great and an emotional mover and all of that. I think Ant-Man and the Marvels are more the wild cards for me. Mm. Like, I want to see if Peyton Reed can really handle the epic scale and darkness that the trailer is portraying. Not because I think he's incapable, but those first two movies are totally different. They've been, you know, we've talked about this, but they've been critiqued, I guess, as the palate cleanser. They're definitely side story-ish. They're lighthearted. One of them came out post-Infinity War, Mm -hmm. so it was even strange to see that a film is out, um, knowing that uh, people had been dusted and whatnot, and then it wasn't talking about that. So like, literally the entire nature of the first two films is just different, and now you're bringing in Peyton Reed, Scott Lang, and Kang to be Mm -hmm. like integral feature parts of the next phase and i'm just i'm not saying it can't work i'm just saying it'll be interesting to see if they can pull that part of it off whereas i know what i'm going to get with guardians and then similar with the marvels like say what you want a lot of people didn't love captain marvel one we mm-hmm. talked about how miss marvel won none of these awards now you and i would have probably disagreed on a few things there but now you're bringing multiple people into this Marvel's film. That's a wild card. Like we like what Iman Vellani did with Miss Marvel. How does that fit in? I even thought the post credit yeah. scene with Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers was really cool. Yeah. Um, we loved what we saw in WandaVision from Tiana Paris. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Does that change it too? So those are more of the wild cards, whereas I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the safer one for me. Yeah. I think that's, the, I, I think I agree with all that. Cosine. Yeah, which is a perfect way to end this because, like I said, we are on the doorstep mm-hmm. of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I can't fully share this yet, but next week's episode, if everything stays on schedule, is very different and special for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we are taking our saga so far idea and running with it. 
And if we can pull it off, <laughs> we really think next week might be a really fun thing for our community. And we'll talk more about it when we get there. But our goal with next week's episode is if you have someone in your life who's thinking about going to Quantumania with you, or maybe you could convince to come with you, but they've never seen any of the other stuff, or they've only seen Endgame, or whatever, we're trying to make a little episode, a little pitch that you can give to them to be like, hey, just come with me and try this out. So that's always been the heart behind the Saga So Far Mm -hmm. episodes, but now just making it a little more tangible could be really fun. So we're pumped about that. Man, so much fun stuff coming up. Robbie and I behind the scenes have a ton of stuff that we got to get figured out. Mm -hmm. Just really quickly before I let you guys go, if you're watching this on Spotify, then ignore this message. But if you're on Spotify, if you don't know this already, you can turn video on and actually see our beautiful faces instead of just listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that interests you, check that out. But also you can go to YouTube and search at the FFW podcast to find our YouTube channel now, which Mm -hmm. is new. A couple other fun things on YouTube. Like I've been streaming a uh, playthrough of Spider-Man PS5 on there. I've done three videos now, and that's become just like a really fun place to hang out. Like, you know, 10 people or so come in there. We just all chat about the MCU while I'm playing this awesome game. Mm -hmm. So if you ever wanted to see what that game looks like and or you just want to hang out, check those out. I post about it on social media and on Slack and stuff before I do it. So fun things on YouTube. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, it's easier to get those notifications and those videos and whatnot. And then as always, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for checking it out on Apple, for checking it out on Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera. And then a special thank you to our Friends From Work Plus people who subscribe either on Apple or on Patreon and pay $5 a month for bonus content. Yes. We have some fun ideas, as Robbie said earlier, on that front as well. So we are so grateful for all of you. We're just getting started. Higher, further, faster, baby. We'll Mm. see you next week talking Ant-Man here on Friends from Work.